0: Have you ever thought about just how overpowered the family Madrigal is? Well, I sure have. I'm Ren Coleman and this is Carefree Black Nerd B-Sides. Alright y'all, welcome back for another installment of B-Size. Carefree Black Nerd B-Size is pretty much a pretty chill conversation, pretty low stakes. Just going off the dome, talking some mess, getting some thoughts out there. A bit of a journal entry, if you will. And this week, we're going over uh, some ideas, thoughts, and the like that I have about the Family Madrigal. Coming right off of the American Thanksgiving holiday, uh maybe you still got family on your mind maybe you're re-watching disney movies or uh family fun movies that you've watched back in the past my comfort film is and always has been since it was released in kanto uh so first points i'm gonna make a couple points that i want to go through that i've those of you who have seen me follow me online on twitter and all that good stuff you've probably seen either one or a few of these ideas but We're gonna run right through it. Speaking of the social media, hit me up on TikTok and on Twitter at CarefreeBlurred, Instagram and YouTube at CarefreeBlackNerd, and we're gonna get right to the mess. So my first thing that I wanna go over is the actual magic itself, the Madrigal family and their use of magic. I am convinced, until proven otherwise, that the magic is passed down through the women. The magic is passed down through the women. Now, I know you say, wait a minute, Rain. Don't act crazy, brother. Because we all know that the powers come from the candle. And the house and all the other stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That might very, very well be. But, like, come on. To a nerd, that's not that's not going to, to deter me. So, I um, went through a couple old Encanto tweets. And it got me to thinking, like, yes, we know that the magic the candle and the doors and all that stuff we know about that hoorah rah, whatever but the actual like power set themselves yeah you get it when you touch the the, the door and you you have a little ceremony or whatnot but they're because bruno has no kids and peppa and julietta do have kids they're the only ones who we can like safely say, have facilitated that magicalness. Now, yeah, we got to touch the door and all that other stuff in a big ceremony, but like an argument can be made that if we're looking at it through the logic of an X-Men stand, that there is something inherent within you that is being passed down. True enough, the ceremony is what like releases it. So if not done correctly, it does not release it, i.e. Maribel. She does not have an ability. But, again, I think it stands the reason that the power set itself, whatever gene or whatever magic that makes it happen, is possesses is possessed with the women. Now, um, Camilo and Antonio, they're children. So, of course, they don't have any kids. So, we really can't test this theory. You really can't prove me wrong until Bruno has children. So I am very much convinced that that is the case. Now, um, a friend of mine, Michael J. (laughs) Fox on Twitter, and this was like last year when uh, we had this conversation, but what he said was, he assumed that based off the fact that no one outside of the family has been given a gift either, that if the magic was to protect the family and the town, that they'd probably give them to more people if they could. And that's what I'm saying, like no one else has reaped the benefits of this power set except for the family. And if the family are supposed to be these avengers these guardians of the town and and the people and the like whatever that's all fine and good but i think it still it still goes to support my point so my train of thought was that since the only evidence of magic is from Julieta and peppa since of course the other ones, um, Bruno doesn't have any children and Felix and Augustine, they married into the family. Does that mean that it's safe to assume that only women can create kids that are powerful, that are powered? Excuse me. That's my line of thinking. So y'all walk with me. Let me know if you're like, nah, bro, you kind of, you're kind of off your rocker with this one. But I think that there is some logic to this. And I've been kind of toying with this and other ideas since first seeing the movie. Um, so, I mean, it makes sense in my head. So, the theory... Um, y'all let me know what you think. Do you agree with that or not? See, I think that for me, my head canon is that... Bruno... Probably ain't gonna have no kids. I know that queer black sheep when I see one. I know the gay cousin. I see you, Bruno. The gay brother. The gay... uncle. <laughs> it may be not. Of course. This is just a fun little show. But, yeah, I, I see a little something in there. I see you. So, yeah, I wonder. That's, that's my first little... Controversial, medrical, incanto thought. And so, y'all let me know if you agree or if you disagree. If you, if, and even if you agree with me, do you believe in my science or are you you like, oh, it just feels right, but your your science ain't really backing up by nothing? (laughs) Let me know. All right, so. Next thing I want to move on to is the secondary mutation. The secondary mutation. All right, so we're going to dive into a little bit of X-Men-ness because we are talking about secondary mutations. Now, as a quick aside, uh, mutants in the Marvel and X-Men universe are known to sometimes develop a... Further set of abilities um, and appearances And those are considered secondary mutations Now this is noted as a phenomenon In which an existing mutant Undergoes another mutation Gaining additional powers Such as healing or changing their appearance Now a secondary mutation is noted As the appearance of new powers Or an increase in existing powers This phenomenon was quickly the subject Of public knowledge As during the first days of Kitty Pride As an X-Men Professor X attended a conference on the topic at John Hopkins University in Baltimore, Baltimore. It was stated by Beast, that the secondary mutations usually occur in the twenties of the subjects who do have that secondary ability, and generally appear in a time of great stress, much like the initial manifestation of powers are usually brought on by a stressful or traumatic event. Now, it has been shown that secondary mutation could be triggered by more or less natural means, like Beast mutation coming from his initial experimentation on himself, which that kind of... and I know this isn't an X-Men episode, but that kind of... I don't know how i feel about that because it's one thing I, in my mind a secondary mutation is something that naturally occurs and if and maybe i'm wrong but you can engineer a secondary mutation if that's the case because hell look at the inhumans the terigen mist is what alters them and gives them their inhuman ability and appearance but i don't know of and not to say it hasn't happened but i don't know if any inhumans going through a second pterogenesis to have somewhat of a secondary mutation. And that that's a natural occurring thing. Even though they're put through pterogenesis the act of it is natural. Whereas with Beast experimenting on himself, to me that's very different. Maybe not scientifically speaking, but it's not a naturally occurring thing. It's like if I grow up and my voice deepens and I get taller, that's that. But then if I, I don't know, like add hair to my existing hair, Yes, that's a change in my appearance, but is that a naturally occurring thing? Or did I just add extensions to my hair? And it may not be that simple and cut and dry and black and white or whatever, but let me know your thoughts. And this is specifically triggered by the idea that Beast experimenting on himself makes it a secondary mutation. And I guess it is. in the fact that it is a mutation that has happened again, but I think because it's more or less an engineered one, I'm not seeing I want to say the validity, but it just feels, it feels odd to say that, especially coming off of saying that this usually happens in a mutant's 20s under great stress. So I don't know. I might walk this back, but I'm, this is kind of free thinking form of consciousness going on here. So getting back now. Beast mutation coming from his initial experimentation on himself. Elixirs triggered by healing himself, though it was suspected not to be a secondary mutation by Danny Moonstar. Uh, Quentin Choir by his use, um, his overuse of a, uh, was a kick drug and even created, um, uh, Emma Frost, uh diamond form, diamond body form by Cassandra Nova. Now there is some belief and hinting points that the secondary mutation are linked to the mutant's population state. So B stated that his feline form was possibly linked to that year's mutant baby boom. Now that I like that idea that... Mutants as a race are so intrinsically tied to one another. Well, I guess that would be anybody, any any sect, species or group of things and people, but mutants ability altering or gaining a secondary mutation based off of a naturally occurring thing like a, a boom in babies. And if we uh, think back to House of M and how, the no more mutants line and what it did to the mutant population quite literally altered the earth like it was and i'm gonna get this wrong not the like electromagnetic field but it was like naturally occurring like it was like the ozone layer. It was something, I'll have to go back and look. And if someone knows it off the top of your head or you're listening and you're shouting into your phone or your radio, let me know. Cause there was something at the end of House of M. And I want to say it was Beast narrating about how the decreased population of mutants quite literally altered the earth. So all that to get back, <laughs> to, get back to the Madrigal family. And their secondary mutations. So for me, I'm thinking, and walk with me now, that there is either a secondary or a latent mutation or um, enhancement that comes along with with pretty much every magical superpower, magicals ability. So like with Luisa, yes, she is strong, but if we are, and again, a quick aside, I understand that this is a movie that this is me being a nerd and, and expounding and extrapolating and pulling ideas from the context that may not be there intentionally by nature of it being like a, a animated movie. But to get back on track, I believe that Louisa, with her strength, she is also um, has invulnerability because if you see during her song, um... she like throwing up them rocks and shit and and they fell on her back and split in half and all. Like she is never hurt. So yes, you're strong or whatever, but there has to be a level of indestructibility for you to survive through all of this. Cause I, I don't think she ever got scars, but I know when her power was fading is when she was like straining. And that's when you saw her in moments of distress because the power was gone. And if you simply have strength, that wouldn't stop you from getting scars on your body, from you know getting cut up and all that. You're just strong enough to withstand whatever force and to lift the building over your friggin' head. So in my mind, I'm thinking like um, Monet Saint Croix, Generation X, X Factor, and X-Men fame, or even Superman, like a Kryptonian. So think of them, even though they do get bruises, but think of them uh, when I think of Louisa. And then um, Isabella, now my thought is that she has a secondary mutation of flight. Now it may not be flight to the degree of like a rogue or a superman, but there's something there because if we watch her being flung around the damn uh, house, especially during that song with her and Mirabelle like trying to make up and be cool. Yes, she's on the vines and they're tossing her and this and that, but the speed and velocity at which she traveled around that house nonstop to me, suggest that there is a bit of flight mutation that's there. She was floating and soaring on these flowers, and flowers aren't something that's typically associated with flight. I mean, look at Poison Ivy, and look at the gardener in uh, DC Comics. So I don't know, the way she be landing all softly and whatnot, I'm like, I, I can see there being maybe a little bit less of an argument with her because of how pervasive, not pervasive, how, um how intense the plant life is inside and outside the house but i don't know man i'm my money is on isabella having a slightly flight-based mutation also if we're gonna get to my boy camilo 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 now i not that i have foolproof but i'm thinking that Camilo, 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 shoot, takes on the powers of the person he's impersonating. The the speed in which he is able to restructure his atoms to become the physical embodiment of a person, and not just that person as they appear, but also change the mask, kind of like Apocalypse in Sabal Noor, we already, we know. He's able to alter his body mass just like Apocalypse. And remember when he not only turned into his sister, turned into his brother, turned into everybody, he also turned into his father right before Antonio's uh, ceremony, turned into his father with the size of Antonio. Like, come on, come on now. Come on. Now, I'm thinking one of two things. Uh, well, not one of two things. I'm thinking one thing. The fact that he's able to change his atoms to that speed, but it's not just his body, like his physical body itself, like a mystique esque. Well, she, mm, whatever. Not Well, he's not just changing his body. He's also altering the clothing on his back. That, to me, suggests a, a level of altering atoms, not just your own. You're altering inorganic matter. Come on. In the speed again. He does it so quickly. Um, yeah. thats He's mastered that. So my, my thing. My next step would be. Uh, that I would assume. Would be yes. Now he can uh, turn. He can appear to be a certain person. But now. Can he mimic those abilities? That would be the next step in that. Uh, third. Third weary secondary mutation. <laughs> I don't know. But that's what. That's what I think is going on with Camille. Like. For sure. And y'all let me know. Let me know. Do you agree? Are you like, are you talking out the side of your neck? Talking out the side of your neck. hey, hey? Or do you think that, uh, there's some validity to what I'm saying? Let me know. Because I might have to do me a little Encanto fanfic or something. (laughs) Alright, so, my next, my next thought. The family Madrigal are overpowered as fuck. Like, I've just given you my Case for there being secondary mutations within the uh, younger generation or the second generation of superpowered uh, Madrigals. You, Peppa is what in her fifties. Peppa nearly wiped out. Like Peppa, really is what what brought this argument on. Peppa and this, um, um which. <laughs> Someone's emotions being tied to their weather manipulation is so interesting to me and I wonder has there ever been, which I'm sure there has, but I guess I'm I'm saying if when you're listening to this, if you know of any, let me know, of persons who have weather manipulation abilities where they are not tied to their emotional state someone who can simply just control the weather. If that person is out there in any media, be it a video game, be it a comic book, be it an animated series, let me know cuz I'd like to see for myself like what the differences are between that person and say like Storm or Peppa. Like cuz th- Peppa in that wedding day, like sis, you I get nerves, I get that, but like sis, but also Bruno well, no, cause I was gonna say, yeah, he have to, t- but like, if his power set is to see the future, then that's just what it is. Whether he said it looks like rain or not, you are going to flood this town. So yeah, she's so damn all over the place with her power set, and oh my God, it's, I don't know, man. I don't know, I'm, I'm rambling, but it is so frustrating because like, sis, you are, you need to get control of this. Like, you truly do. You need some type of help. And I love Felix. I love Felix for you. He is doing his job as a supporter, as a partner, as a husband, as a father. But my God, there's only so much (laughs) that can be done when your wife controls the weather. Um, And then also Dolores, like, the way in which... Can we check on her and her mental? Because sis, sis knew. She knew that friggin' Bruno was alive all this time. And I mean, she probably protecting her uncle or whatnot, but like the thing she had to hear, there is this person on TikTok. um, And if I can, I have their video reposted on Twitter, but I don't know their name right off the bat, but this is a a young white kid, uh, I think, I don't know their pronouns or nothing, but they did a video and it was around the time that Encanto came out. Everybody was making their memes and they were um, showing the Dolores before and after the power set. And when I tell you that is the funniest shit in the world to me, I am going to link my tweet that contains that video. And then because I think it should have that person's tag on it. But that is a funny video. I'm going to link that. Um, Cause I think everybody should see that Dolores and her hearing ability travels for miles. Like, and I guess you could liken it to like a Superman's uh, heightened sense of hearing, but like hers seems extreme. Do y'all remember when she was sitting? with well, the whole family was sitting at the table eating outside, and they were waiting for Isabella's man to show up, or in, anticipating him showing up later on that day or something, and she quite literally just sitting there eating her food and just like kind of answered what abuela's questions were about that guy and about like how many kids he wanted this and then i'm thinking like yes her ability is hearing but sis, how deep does this hearing go are you able to like quite literally read minds or is it just the hearing like she's overpowered as hell um and also Camilo though I think he's limited by like his imagination he has it in droves this little boy he's going places and then also let's though I don't know that this would be considered overpower but I think it 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 should be Antonio controlling wildlife and first of all his room like take me there I want to go there take me there I want to go there take me there yeah regress type shit that boy, wasn't he like riding on a tiger? What was he riding on? He was riding on some some wild cat. And I was like, God damn, this is. I don't know. I just think if you put them head to head with like a decent Avengers team or a decent. I don't want to say X Men team. But I feel like Magic Girls can whoop some ass. Like, but. So let's see. We get Pepper versus Storm. Clearly. Um. I think, funny enough, I think I would put Dolores up against Quicksilver, because I think he moves fast, yeah, and he can probably, you know, get to her. But I feel like her hearing is so sensitive that her hearing probably moves faster than he can run. So I, you know, and again, shoot my shoot my ideas down if you want, or give me your yeah, better yet, give me your own pairings. So we have Pepper with Storm. We have uh, Dolores versus Quicksilver, Antonio. That shit, Beast, I guess, cause uh, yeah, I don't know if you got a, a better <laughs> a better idea. Let me know. And of course, we got Camila with uh, with Raven Dark Home, like for sure. Um, Bruno and Destiny going at it, or maybe Bruno. Yeah, Bruno and Destiny. Um, we got Julieta and Triage. I, I don't know. That's a that's an odd one because that's more... That's... How, how do you fight with healing? So, I don't know. Yeah, whatever. They can, they can duke it out. Um, I'm missing somebody. Oh, uh, Louisa. Louisa, honestly, I want to see her and Juggernaut go at it. I know I love M. I love M. Down. I love Monet. That's my girl. But I want to see Louisa and Juggernaut facing the fuck off. Who y'all got your money on? Then let me see. Let's do... Isabella. Hmm. Nature Girl. Oh, no. Nature Girl in uh... in um... Antonio. That makes more sense to me. Nature Girl Antonio. And then let's do... Let's do head-to-head. Let's do... Isabella. Who has a similar power set? I guess Nature... No, not Nature Girl. Who would be a similar, equally yoked opponent? Um honestly i cannot think i cannot think i don't want to just say kitty as a default but who would be are there any i i really feel like i have oh um black tom cassidy yeah black tom cassidy um i wouldn't say krakoa in any iteration be it the island of the krakoa era or krakoa post krakoa Island era. <laughs> so yeah let's do Black Tom Cassidy And um, Isabella And now let's assume That these people Have the same like Mindsets Like Pepper is still A little bit erratic But like That they're on Equal playing field It's not just like uh, uh, <laughs> Mutants beating up This dang um Family just trying To make it No These folks I think these are Some equal power sets And I think that's it Yeah uh Louisa Isabella Antonio, Camillo, Dolores, Peppa, Julieta. Yeah, that's it. So yeah, I wanna I wanna see them go ahead here. There, Cause I truly think that the Magic Girls are like OP as fuck. <laughs> so who y'all got your money on? I think I'm going to I'm gonna post this on Twitter. So by the time this goes up, you may even see a poll or some something. I'm gonna put something up, do something with those pairings. But let me know. Use that hashtag CBNB size and let me know who you got. Who you with. Oh Who you with, ho? Who you, who you, who you with, ho? All right. So my next point, uh, I think Encanto would be a fucking phenomenal horror film. You would just tweak it a little bit. uh, Maybe make Bruno the actual villain who lives in the walls or even keep it as is with like this misunderstanding, but like still, I, I don't know. I just feel like a lot of things could be horror, but this specifically like, this and of course like Little Mermaid, like we ain't on that today, but Little Mermaid is definitely a freaking horror movie. Hands down, body horror all day. But yeah, I think that doing a very creepy supernatural thriller with like Bruno being the actual villain and then Dolores being in cahoots with him And then maybe it turns out that it's been Dolores this whole time. Like, because one thing this movie kind of brushed over that was kind of odd to me is that Homeboy was supposed to be married to Isabella. And I don't know that Isabella had, like, strong feelings for him. But it was very much like, this is what I do for family. And I, like, this is a union that makes sense. But I never feel like she was disgusted with him. Um, I have to go back and watch. But Bruno predicting that... Delores would find a man but he would be betrothed to another is like I don't know maybe she goes on this rampage of like fucking shit up just to like make certain that she gets her man like I don't know whatever the case may be and sure we don't have to have her final girl in her whole family up just to be with some man but I do think that there is an a, a version of this story that has already been hinted at with we don't talk about Bruno in the way that he was described like that it's that's very clearly like that musical number Is horror. It is very Terrifying. It is very bad. That's terrifying and, and as bad as it can be not bad as in it not being a good thing But like bad as in it, it is very bad like Michael Jackson bad <laughs> So yeah, I think I think that Bruno and Encanto would be a good horror, especially the beginning. What was it? Forty years ago, when the family was like run out of town, and then the father died or was murdered, and then they, the family, the house took care of them and getting like that. That that's that's a curse. I don't get what you say. That's a curse. It's some evil afoot. So um, Yeah I think Encanto would be a phenomenal Horror film y'all let me know if you agree Do you think Encanto would be great As a horror film or do you think nah man Keep it as a kids film You know me I'm like I want to see blood Gore stress High string instruments And supernatural power sets (laughs) Alright y'all my last little comment Of the episode Is about Bruno I am convinced, this is my head headcanon, that the Bruno, Bruno Madrigal, is the same Bruno, Silencio Bruno, from Luca. So, yeah, we're talking about Silencio Bruno, uh, you know, quiet that thought in your head that, that makes you doubt what you can do to stand in the third blah, whatever. And if we look at the whole arc of Bruno, starting with people being frustrated with him for revealing the truth, the future and misinterpreting the future yeah he may not have gave, given great context but like also he told my fi- he told me my fish would die and next day did well yeah it's a fish like it's not living in its natural habitat you have it in your home um he said that all my hair would disappear and look at my head your fate is still when your pro prophecy is red so yeah i think that uh in my head that's the same bruno i don't know how they're connected but some kind of way the story of bruno has traveled and traveled and traveled and now and luca they already know we gotta silence this thought because if bruno gets to opening up his mouth and giving up prophecies which could just be those ill thoughts about yourself and what you can and can't do you gotta silence that motherfucker and once you silence him you can do anything. So they're, they're linked, they're connected. I know they are, you know what I'm saying? Um, and if you agree, let me know. Use the hashtag CBNB sides and give me an emoji. Give me a green emoji. I don't care what it is, just some green emoji. And tell me I was right about Bruno. Yes, he is the Silencio Bruno from Luca. <laughs> let me, let me know, let me know. Let me know (laughs) All right, all right, all right, y'all. This has been another installment of CBN B-Size. Thank you all for following me along. And let me know what are your thoughts on the Madrigals? What do you think? What do you think about the pairing? Be on the lookout for me on social media because it should have, I'll probably have a poll up or a post or something. About the different pairings that I had. So be sure to tune in to that. And let me know is there anything that you want me to discuss? Uh, B-Sides is more of a lax, chill, low-stakes conversation. So I don't mind topical stuff, bullshit, good shit, hot shit, hot shit. It's hot in here. <laughs> just something, whatever you have on your mind that you might want to hear my point of view, or just have me discuss. Let me know. Use that hashtag CBNB Sides on the social medias, or just like kind of hit me up. Um, and speaking of social media x or twitter whatever you want to call it and tiktok hit me up at carefree blurred uh ig and youtube carefree black Nerd, got some videos going up got some in the chamber ready to come out all that good stuff um yeah call me beat me if you want to reach me if you beat me 9 1 to call me on my cell phone I'll call you back to see what you gonna tell me <laughs> so yeah y'all um Until next time, you know what I'm saying? Stay carefree, stay nerdy, stay geeky. And check me out. (laughs) The next B side. Hey.